0: Welcome to My Fitness Journey, a fitness podcast where we highlight everyday people in their fitness journeys. And by doing so, we hope that we can get you to rethink what it means to be fit and to understand that this journey is a lifestyle change and not a quick fix system. Let's do it. 3 system do that, do that, 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 on. Do that. Do that, 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 that. Gotta get it in, Gotta get it out. It's a 3 d system fitness. What's up, everyone? My name is Thomas Noah, and welcome to another episode of My Fitness Journey. Uh, it just seems like this just keeps getting better and better, getting more exciting, getting a wide range of guests, and I'm extremely excited for today's guest, Carly. I am excited because I feel like this is one of the first times that I actually don't personally know, I guess. <laughs> Which is great. Yeah. Um, because that just means there's so much to talk about, there's so much that I genuinely want to know and, and learn. And I appreciate your story because there's so much dynamic to it, you know? From a mom, to an athlete, to a coach. I am so excited for this conversation. So that being said, Carly, The floor is yours, welcome to my fitness journey.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Um, Just a little, should give you a little idea about myself? Take it. Okay, all right, well, um, so as you said, I'm a mom of two boys, Mm -hmm. 13 and seven. I have been a fitness instructor, kind of as a side hustle uh, for the past seven, going on eight years. Mm -hmm. Um, I, found that i really had a passion for being a fitness instructor it wasn't something i set out to do i i'm a jack of all trades i've done a lot of things um but i really that's my true passion and i've developed i don't know if it's a a unique way of looking at fitness but it my my personal way of looking at fitness is to try to help people find the joy in working out because right. i believe that if you're not having a good time doing something you won't stay consistent, and consistency is the name of the game. Through that and just trying to help other people find the joy in what they're doing, I found a lot of joy myself. I started out teaching bar; That was the first thing I got certified in. And that's where I've truly started to um, experience the love I have for teaching and helping others. Um, And then I expanded to yoga. And then I started creating my own kind of fusion classes and then uh, last two years ago uh, my business partner and i started splash hit which is an aqua fitness company bringing hit so high intensity low impact exercises to the water so it's not water aerobics yeah it's for athletes and it's for everyone but it's it's definitely an intense experience but again it's intense but it's enjoyable and it makes people want to keep doing it that's pretty much my my fitness journey i'm also a triathlete I was a high school athlete, not a college athlete. I think I maybe got a little burnt out and I wanted to enjoy college from a different perspective (laughs) than being an athlete. Um, But then I think I really did kind of miss that team aspect, being part of a team, which was so important to me in high school. And maybe that's what came out later with developing my love for teaching fitness and bringing the fitness community together and also racing, doing triathlons, I just love the idea of doing three different sports, um, swimming, biking, and running. I, I find it enjoyable, so it just makes me want to keep doing it again and again. Nice. I'm also a runner. Um, I, I like to just stay active. I do yeah. I do a lot of things.
0: It sounds like it, which <laughs> I'm is busy. absolutely amazing, and that's great. Um, I think you, you started talking about your philosophy, and I remember that's one of the things that we connected on, so I'm excited to... Dive into you know your specialties, you know, um, but then also your philosophy, your mindset, and what you try to instill into your clients. Um, the one thing that is also great is also being a mother. I think um, as a parent, what I took away from just getting to talk to you uh, initially was just the influence you had on your kids, your boys, which is something I actually want to kind of talk about a little bit more and. Kind of take a step back before we start to really dive deep into these other areas. Get to know you a little bit more. And what I like to do, and the reason why I'm I always kind of start from the beginning, right? The root of it is because one, it always before without even asking why, I I know, I understand why. You know, a lot of people's passions and their career paths. And just how they pivoted and also evolved tend to be because of some type of influence or experience when growing up. So I always like to get to know that first and then things start to kind of click as we talk about the later years. So that being said, so two boys, um, it sounds like you guys and you mentioned your husband, too. uh, It sounds like you guys have a, you know, pretty healthy or an athletic yes. family. Yes.
1: Yeah, we do. My husband was, is, or was uh, mm-hmm. a soccer player, goalkeeper. He was a coach, and now my two sons have developed a passion for soccer as well. That's awesome. Yeah. So um, I think that that the way I think it's because both my husband and I treat fitness as truly part of our lives. Mm-hmm. It's never been like a fad for us. Mm-hmm. We don't talk about fitness in regards to losing weight, which I know is a goal for many people, which is totally fine. But for us, it's just a, we incorporate it into our everyday lives. I think they both boys have seen us really focus on making fitness part of our everyday activity. So we're not telling them to, to do it, to, mm-hmm. to play sports or to even just work out or do do active things, they see us doing it. So to them, it's normal. It's like what people do and they wanna do it too. I think that has been, as a parent, there you, <laughs> you make a lot of mistakes and I make a lot of mistakes, but that's one area where I feel confident that I've I've really been a good influence on my kids and my husband as well, I know he'd say the same thing.
0: That's cool. So for you, what were some of the sports you played growing up?
1: I tried everything. Yeah, yeah. I so, I, was, so. Um, I wasn't i was really good at everything, but um, the, the sport I first fell in love with, would I would have to say would be basketball. But I was um, feeling very confident when I was a younger kid playing basketball. But then when I got up to the high school level, I started to realize I'm, I'm not the most aggressive person. So I kind of phased out a little bit. Then I got into tennis. I also played softball. I really enjoyed softball when I was younger. But again, once I got to the older level, I kind of was like, no, I don't know if that's for me. Mm -hmm. But tennis, I really developed later on and I I loved it. I've been running since I was, I think the first time I took a run around the block because I wanted to be like my dad was in second grade. And I start, I think I ran my first five mile race in third grade. Wow. Uh, But again, it wasn't for like, I wasn't competing for anything. It was just because I thought it was pretty cool. Like it it was a great feeling, uh, that feeling of accomplishment to set a goal and crush it. But I did, I did like figure skating, horseback riding, and I hated Uh like a lot of it. (laughs)
0: Wow. Okay. So here is kind of going back even to your, you you know, your family growing up, like, You just—it seems like what you have become to your kids, your parents were to you. Like when you talk about your dad wanting to be like your dad, what like was he also an athlete? What did he? He was
1: always very is very athletic and was back then too. But I remember he had a had a really hard um, job with a lot of hours. So he'd leave the house at six and he'd come back at six. And even in the winter, like every every day, he'd be out there running, even if in the dead of winter when it was dark and we. Couldn't eat dinner until he came back from his run as a family. So, again, it wasn't looked at. It was just normal to us. Like, And I wanted to be like that because, to me, I just thought that was really cool. And my mom played tennis, Mm -hmm. and she like to go for her walks, but it and we skied as a family. Like fitness was part of our family, but it was never like super, uh, like a competitive mm-hmm. thing. It was wow. more just like that's what we did, it and we enjoyed it.
0: Became your norm.
1: Yeah, it was a norm. I didn't even that's think of it great as, thing to as have. fitness, really, I don't yeah. think. yeah.
0: And like I said, that's why I like to go back to these moments and these stories because to see what your philosophy is now, this mm-hmm. is what you lived. Yeah. Right. It wasn't a matter of setting a specific goal, losing weight. It's just like you barely even knew what exactly you were doing, but you were living a healthy lifestyle without even thinking about it.
1: Right. It was, we didn't have to think about it. It was just we did it. Yeah. Yeah. And that, we
0: liked it. That's an experience that I mean, personally, I didn't grow up with that. And a lot of people unfortunately don't, you know, mm-hmm. so that's a really, really cool um, kind of environment to grow up in. Mm-hmm. you have any siblings growing up yes i
1: have a brother he's two years younger and he was the same he loves sports
0: do you guys ever compete with each other
1: um yeah not yes kind of but we were very different (laughs) we we um we compete in a like a surface level but yeah yeah. no he he does his thing and i do mine we support each other we never had a really super competitive relationship like some brothers and sisters yeah (laughs) (laughs) it wasn't it wasn't like that
0: I got you what does your journey looks like now so you talked about college you didn't play you know any sports in college one of the things that we connected on was you didn't play a sport in college because you wanted to go abroad
1: yep I don't know if I I set out when I went to college with that in the back of my mind thinking that's the reason why I didn't play Uh, a sport I truly think at that point I just didn't want to be committed to anything because I think I was at the point where I felt like maybe at that point I had played a lot of sports and felt like that was my identity. And Mm -hmm. I wanted to maybe change my identity a little bit. But now I realize as I got older that like, I do love. That is your identity. You can't run
0: away from it. Yeah, yeah. I think
1: I (laughs) just wanted to try a new Carly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Wow. It's all part of the journey.
0: So how did that experience went? You know, uh, you said you went to Spain? Denmark.
1: Well, I lived in Spain after college, but I studied abroad in Denmark. Yeah, that was like one of the highlights of my life. I wouldn't change that for anything.
0: Oh, man. There's there's a pattern. (laughs) It's like our... um, Creative director Kat and I, actually, we both, we didn't meet in Italy. We went to the same college, but we both studied in Italy. Yeah. Uh, probably, what, two years apart? And I think there's always a pattern with people who had that experience. It's just, that becomes like, you know, that turning point for a lot of people. Yeah. Something that is just like a major part of all of our lives. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, it's interesting, you know, to hear you say that as well about Denmark.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it was amazing.
0: What were some of your favorite parts about, or things about Danes? Um,
1: well, I have family there. Oh, okay. um, so that was probably, that is the reason I, I wanted to go.
0: Okay. Um,
1: but then my favorite parts were just meeting the people that I lived with mm-hmm. because I lived with a family. I was randomly placed wow. with a family and then yeah. we, we have become best friends. So the whole experience of just meeting the Danes mm-hmm. and living with them and knowing that it's my culture too. Yeah. Getting to see the places where my grandfather Lived in the eating ice cream where he used to eat ice cream and just like seeing the things I had always heard about, it was it's it was magical. So
0: that is yeah. cool. So at what point then did you you came back and then you lived in Spain for
1: a few years? So I came back. I graduated college and then I um I w- knew that it was time for me to get a real job, but I wasn't, really, <laughs>
0: you ready. I wasn't ready to yet. grow up. Yeah, but
1: I wasn't really. Ready, I guess. So I saved up enough money, waitressing, and I asked my parents if I could go to um, go to Spain to learn Spanish because I thought that that would be the thing that would get me my international career Mm -hmm. that I thought I wanted. Again, didn't really end up that way, but um, I saved up enough money to go to this immersion program in Spain, and I um, did that. And I didn't get what I had planned out of getting. I didn't get the international job, but Mm -hmm. it's still one of the best experiences because. I was all alone, and I, no one spoke English, and I, wow. and it was just me, myself, and I, and I had to get that's myself cool. through a lot of crazy situations. So. I imagine so. Yeah.
0: What was uh, the food experience like? Oh. <laughs>
1: oh. Amazing. Yeah, so good. Yeah, I usually judge places I go by the food. So
0: it meant to that. Same here. Yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, it was, yeah, I love Spanish food. The tapas,
0: the, oh, man. the
1: wine, the yes. like the their way of eating um it was definitely a big change for me because you eat dinner at 10 o'clock at night like you uh, restaurants don't even get crowded until 10 o'clock and i'm more of a morning person so that was a little bit of an adjustment um but i yeah i can remember like all not all but a lot of my meals like like every detail of them
0: Mm. yeah wow what was the you how easy or hard was it to adapt to the portion sizes over there
1: um I never even thought of that. I think, I think it was harder to adapt with how they when they ate their meals because okay. in the morning, yeah, yeah. breakfast was like a cookie or a piece uh, of bread, and yeah. I like to have like a hearty, healthy breakfast. Uh-huh. And then they eat their uh, big meal as lunch, uh, lunch yeah. or like at like one o'clock, uh-huh. and that again just felt weird to me. And then <laughs> they had like a snack or a like a light light meal at. Uh-huh.
0: 8 o'clock dinner when yeah. we eat. Heavy so it wasn't the time. portions
1: it was more just the time of eating okay. was a little odd for me because i have my energy in the morning yeah uh, and their eating was played uh, towards yeah, having your yeah, energy yeah. more at night
0: wow um i actually didn't have an issue with that late night culture because so i'm african you know i came i grew up in liberia and it's the same thing you so know it's, dinner it's the so same. later on yeah, at night.
1: Which I think is maybe like the the way that did you have like a big meal during the day, like or
0: or did you, was it did you have lunch? We or? lunch was I think for us it was dinner was our heaviest.
1: Okay, so, so you did eat your late your heaviest meal later in the day. Later okay. on in the day, yeah, okay.
0: yeah. So breakfast wasn't really a thing. Yeah. Um. You kind of like snack here and there or whatever you can get your hands on during the day but like the family sit down big meal was usually dinner yeah so coming here you know I immigrated immigrated here in 2003 so a lot of what Europe and Italy brought from me was like a flashback Mm. a positive like really I felt like when I got to Italy weirdly like I felt like I was home There were so much so many aspects of the culture. Yep. That like I was it felt like a deja vu. Yep. Yep. You know? Um and that was one of it too. And the but the thing that was a struggle for me was the portion size. Yeah. My stomach actually shrunk. Really? when i was after a few months but like i was starving all the time for the for the first month and a half because yeah everything was just so small <laughs> when you go out yeah, yeah and then and then it adjusted. and then i came back here it was like and now i had to like kind of adjust my stomach I had to adjust again to the american supersize everything yes
1: <laughs> yeah 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 it's different it is yeah. different and, I, and now that i'm thinking i think in denmark i that was in the beginning it was a little harder but they eat a lot slower mm-hmm. which helps you eat smaller yes. portions yeah. Yeah. Um, which i actually really like but and it's not like i was shoveling food in my mouth but the yeah. but the pace like you sit down and you talk uh, and you put down your night, and and night and yeah yeah so that that was hard to get used to mm-hmm. but i liked i like that a lot better i
0: think we all needed that too yes coming from this fast-paced world that we live in oh. i think we all needed that balance we're
1: always in a rush yes yeah. and i exactly. find myself rushing. Now again, uh, eating faster well, than I should. Yep, <laughs> yeah. Same here. When yeah. it comes
0: to how fast I eat, everybody yeah. knows me for. <laughs> yeah. Everybody knows me for how fast I eat, and uh, and now I actually have to like remind myself to slow down. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, especially when I'm hungry. That's when I tend to want to just go in. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so we definitely have the same passion for food. Yeah. And, um
1: But it's a balance.
0: Yes exactly yeah. right it's a healthy balance healthy relationship with food mm-hmm. um that's something i'm going to talk about a lot in the episode with the nutritionist mm-hmm. it's just having a healthy balance and relationship with food which is on lo- sadly a lot of people don't have mm-hmm. you know because there's this guilt right yeah. and this culture everybody trying to do and adapt and you know fit into a diet or somebody else's lifestyle that isn't really it doesn't suit them at all so yeah. but yeah so it's very often that i have the conversation with people and trying to get them to and i'm sure you do too trying to get them to a place where they enjoy the experience because that's what food is about.
1: Yep, yep yep you know 100%. not a guilt thing yeah no right? to remove the guilt but that's really hard for some people it's- it is. Yeah.
0: It's, it's a slow progress a lot of the time, but uh, it's a great place to be, yeah. <laughs> as yeah. we know, yeah. right? Yeah, 100%. Awesome. So, yeah. So then, um, you know, you talked about community. Some of the things that you missed, and I felt the same thing, too, uh, missed about, you know, not no longer playing a sport,
1: yeah. a
0: varsity sport, was you lose that community, you lose that structure, and then you have to create that for yourself. Yeah. When, at what point did you kind of start to get back into that your fitness journey again?
1: yeah, I think that's a good question. Um, college, I was very, I got into a really good routine of getting up in the morning and working out. Um, so I, I think that I created a really good routine for myself then, um, but I, I think it was probably when I started working my first job, I just sat around at a desk all day and so like i really started to feel different i just felt like I, I missed more activity so then i would really be focused on getting my workout done in the morning before i went to work because i knew from like i said before i'm a morning person so once i'm done with work i'm exhausted even if i was sitting around and i wouldn't want to do it so that's when i started to um really focus on making sure I was getting some kind of movement or activity in every day, even if it was just a walk. Obviously, you don't want to be doing high intensity fitness every single day, like slamming your body. And that's when I got into triathlons as well. I saw my husband do a triathlon and I thought, that looks like so much fun. (laughs)
0: <laughs> and then I, and then the I last learned, thing that most people say. I know that's travel. why that's why I'm,
1: I'm a little weird, oh, my but goodness. um, yeah. So then I decided oh, to sign. <laughs> I signed up for one and I had a like broken mountain bike where the seat was broken, oh, and it was man. like How I was, was so ill. Uh, loved it. I wow. thought it was the best thing wow. ever. Wow, that it was so fun. Oh my goodness! So, yeah, and then I just got I really got into it for a couple of years with um doing triathlons I I can't say that I ever I like to keep things fun so I never wanted to to take it overly seriously and I think that drives some people crazy I mean I obviously time myself but I don't have like state-of-the-art equipment Mm -hmm. um, because to me I want to keep it something that's enjoyable because then when I start to like focus on my speed and how well I do too too much then it takes the fun out of it for me for my personality I want to keep the joy there
0: that is so cool I guess, or weird. Well, no, honestly, <laughs> I think more people should have that mindset. I do too. <laughs> I, tr- I try to keep it fun because honestly, like when it comes to me in marathons, like I'm not a professional athlete. I'm not doing the winter race or anything like yeah. that. Um, but I tend to compete with myself too, Yeah. you know, and tend to set aggressive goals. I'm always under trained, but yet like trying to go above and beyond. (laughs) It's not always good for your body, you know? But at the end of the day, like, I do it because I enjoy the experience. And it's doing it with other people, which is why I like to travel and do these stuff, you know? So it's, no, it's not a weird thing at all. But I think
1: it's, (laughs) but I think you're doing what's true to you. Like to you, your experience is that you like to handle your races like that. And that feels joyful to you. I think that some people like to like, like have state-of-the-art equipment and take it super seriously and constantly be striving to better themselves or get competitive with other people. If that feels true to them, then I think that's fine. But I think it's the key is finding what feels good to Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. and but being honest about that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. When how many triathlons have you done?
1: A lot. Um, so I did my first one in two thousand and five. Okay. And I would say I've done two to three per year since then, but during COVID it not. And I yeah. cu- last year, <laughs> last year I just did one sprint, but um, I worked my way up. So I started with the sprints, which okay. are the shortest distances.
0: Okay. And so then, when you say shortest distance, so that would,
1: that's usually, I mean, give or take, it's a quarter mile swim. It's usually about a 13 mile bike and a 5k run. Okay. That's a sprint. And then the Olympic... Is,
0: uh, <laughs> is I'm watching cats' reaction in the back. I know it sounds weird, uh, but they are like, fun, yeah. they're fun, and they're like,
1: the people that are doing them are so fun too because everybody is just, I
0: don't know, they're just yeah, and it together, yeah. And then yeah. the
1: Olympics are like again, the swim varies, but let's say like a half a mile swim and 20 something bike, I can't remember the exact distance, and a 10k for the run and then I worked my way up to a half iron which is a mile swim and a 50 52 mile bike and then a half marathon and I've done that twice and I was training for my third one but then COVID hit and I'm not good with like I, I couldn't do it um, remotely. I need the spirit of the race. For that kind of race, I can't I'm not gonna get up and do it myself. <laughs> I hear you I'll tell people I did it, but I won't Yeah,
0: that that's yeah. why I, I was nowhere to be found during COVID when it comes to things like that and the virtual like I did one half. Yes. This is
1: not like, it's not the it same. Like... like I, when I when you do a race, like part of it is like arriving and having yes. butterflies and yes. meeting all the really people. nice people. Yes. And then if you don't I mean I love to work out by myself. I'm very I I'm very motivated, right. but I'm not, but if for a race, like that's the reason I'm signing up for a race, exactly. it's the experience. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I felt yeah. like a slacker, but then the more I think about it, I'm like, man, just, I'm just being honest with myself. No,
0: I appreciate that because I was the same way, yeah. you know, and uh, and uh now that everything is starting to open up again, you know, it has opened up, I'm back doing it, you yeah. know, so I hear you. It's just like, I always say, like, I don't enjoy running all that much to be honest oh, I don't you either. know <laughs> so so i'm not gonna put myself through 26 miles and torture, which is gonna at that point is torture because you lose the fun aspect of it. 100%. So it's like, why? I mean, I'm not getting paid for this. I'm not putting myself. No, through No, I like
1: running because I like like <laughs> I like short runs, and I'll go for a long run now and again. Yeah. But like, I like the atmosphere yes. of the race. I like the food after it, and that's the beer, the celebration, it. and everything. Yeah, it's a celebration. And
0: sometimes that's the only reason why you're actually able to finish that line, you get across the finish yeah. line. It's everyone else whether it's people who are racing with you, pushing each other, yep. or just subconsciously motivating you, or just a crowd.
1: It's so fun. right?
0: I can, I imagine doing a 26, <laughs> like a, a marathon just by myself, just no. just for the sake of
1: That sounds like negative.
0: Fun. No, <laughs> it is it, 100%. Yeah. Have you ever done a marathon, by the way?
1: No, because I really don't. I don't consider myself like a, um, I like the idea of a triathlon because it's three different things. Okay. And I feel like it's healthier on my body. I huh running just doesn't feel as good to me as it (laughs) did but i can't ever say it ever felt comfortable but now i just i'm like no i'm like half a marathon half marathon is as long as i'll go that's a sweet spot yeah it's a sweet spot it's It's long enough for me i feel accomplished and i don't feel like i need to keep going yeah you (laughs) don't
0: feel like yeah 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 (laughs) i'm I'm all set (laughs) that's good wow that's amazing so you didn't really like climb your way up or anything you just decided like triathlon is my sport yeah
1: i think they're fun and you meet the nicest
0: people I imagine. So, how about your experience with your husband? Do you guys ever do a friendly competition with each other? You guys actually even done a race together?
1: Yeah, we'd done a half marathon together and it was fun training. Okay. He's so supportive. Like, he, I mean, we get competitive, but he, he's, he's not your typical like testosterone driven yeah, yeah, yeah. ego <laughs> guy. Like, he loves to see me do better than him. Awesome. Like, he doesn't have yeah, to beat me, fun. but he, he knows he's like a lot. Like, he can train for less time and really get fast Mm -hmm. like he's more agile or like he's he's very athletic but he's also really comfortable with just like
0: "Mm, having fun with it having
1: fun yeah yeah Yeah.
0: that's cool so one thing i i would love to you know really dive deep into um just your mindset right Mm -hmm. fit fun carly i love i love the name and that's the name of your brand yeah and honestly like (laughs) i think by this point everyone gets why is fit fun, Carly, right? <laughs> it's yeah. like you've already started to, you know, from how you grew up, yep. right, and just how you like your mindset and just your everyday practice is fit fun, Carly. Yeah. So let's let's dive a little bit more into that. What is it about? Why fit fun, Carly? Once again, what is the philosophy?
1: Yeah. So um, again, the philosophy, my philosophy is that if it's not fun, you're not going to be consistent. And I believe that consistency is the name of the game. When I was in Denmark, the last time I remember, I had a conversation with one of my best friends and she said, she hit the nail on the head. She said, we're going to get up every morning to work out. And I was like, yeah, great. Sure. can't wait. And she said, even if we don't feel like it, we're still going to get up and we're going to walk to the park and we're going to just do what we can because then we are continuing in the pattern that we created for ourselves. So you're not putting so much pressure on yourself, but you're you're being consistent with going about your routine. I think a lot of people come up against barriers with fitness because they feel like it has to take up so much time. Mm-hmm. So I'm of the mindset that if you're willing to put in the work, it doesn't have to take you forever. Mm-hmm. Like, let's work out for a shorter amount of time. Yeah. I'm going to push you, um, and you have to be willing to put the work in. But there's no reason why uh, like a high-intensity workout needs to be more than 30 minutes. A lot of my classes, most of my classes are 45, but you can, if you're willing to work hard, you can even get it done in 30 minutes. There's no excuses. Or you know what, if you don't have 30 minutes, do 20. Can you do 15? If you're sitting at your desk working, can you get up and do 10 minutes? keep some weights under your desk and do t- 10 minutes and maybe do that three times a day. Like yeah. think outside the box a little bit. It doesn't have to be a standard workout at an expensive gym. Like yes. how can you incorporate fitness into everyday aspects yeah. of your life? Be creative. Yes. You don't need to spend a lot of money and yes. you just need to be motivated.
0: Yes. That's yeah. it. That's all it takes. And, uh, and I think this is, yeah, we, we, and I appreciate your philosophy because we're just about the same in terms of like our business models. You know, for me, it's fitness for busy people. Yes. Right. And that means you have limited time. And as a result, and and the, the, the name of the company is 3G Go Get In, Get Out yeah. in the sense that. It doesn't have to, like you said, it doesn't have to be this one hour, an hour and a half. Like, first of all, who has that time nowadays, right? Half an hour, 20 minutes, 45 minutes is really all you need. Mm-hmm. And based on everything you're describing, we're going to go a little bit more into your the detail. You know, that is the sweet spot. You know, rather than going in there and just walking around and figuring out what am I going to do today, you're going in with a plan mm-hmm. and you're banging it out within the 20 minutes that you have, half an hour that you have and you're getting out of there, and you feel like you just worked out for like two hours. Mm -hmm. And then something that I also very much appreciate about what you said was the consistency piece. Mm -hmm. And when I hear consistency, I hear lifestyle. Mm -hmm. You know, how important is that lifestyle component of the journey when it comes to your clients?
1: That's the whole point is that I wanna try to show them that in order for you to feel successful and to be successful long-term, You have to make it part of your lifestyle. Like it has to become your norm. The idea being, like I said in Denmark, like we're going to get up even if we don't really feel like it. And even if we're not get, maybe today doesn't feel as good as yesterday did. We're still going to get up and attempt to to stay in shape or to do our routine. The shorter workout frames really work. But again, you have to be willing to be consistent about it. And that is a lifestyle change. Like it has to be, you kind of have to take the drudgery out of it. And in order to take the drudgery out of it, you need to find something that you think is semi-fun, challenging, but you can have challenging and fun, or or really start to get, um, addi- I think addicted sometimes is maybe not the right word because it has a negative connotation, but I mean this in a positive sense. Like addicted to the feeling when you're done. like. You got to get over like that. Yes, you have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. You have to know that it's not going to be pleasant. It's not a spa. You're going to have to put the work in. But Mm -hmm. that feeling, the endorphins that you get when you're done outweigh the discomfort you had during the workout. Like if you can get addicted to that feeling, you're going to want it again and again. And then it's just going to create healthy habits because you're going to want that more.
0: Absolutely. Um, And I always talk about like and I agree because when it comes to that. That being addicted to the feeling, I I actually say that very often, my goal as a trainer, and we talked about this too, is to not keep a client, you know, my goal is to provide you the resources, the tools, the confidence for you to move on and be independent and have all the resources that you need to then make this a lifestyle change, mm-hmm. right? I 100% agree with everything you're saying. Mm-hmm. You know, one one thing that you said about, like I actually wrote down is, it doesn't have to suck.
1: Right, yep.
0: You know? Yeah. Um, and I think there is this fear, you know, when it comes to, for example, like every time someone, you know, I, I ask someone to work out with me, their mindset is always like, they're almost kind of, going to go into this panic mode because (laughs) they think intensity yes at the end of the day that's not what it's about like everybody has their limit right and then also you have to find something that works for you and that you enjoy that's why i love everything about like literally i have these all these quotes from you making it enjoyable every little thing counts Mm -hmm. and fit into your lifestyle you know one thing that i hope that everybody that we we all learned through covid um it's also the fact that home fitness right mm-hmm. every everything in the store like you couldn't find anything mm-hmm. you know online during covid because people became educated about you know fitness at home and wherever you are and in your comfort zone and also getting creative and adaptive and everything that you're saying right now mm-hmm. You know, so that's something that I hope to, see, you know, I think that really kind of revolutionized and changed mm-hmm. people's mindset that like doesn't have to be this like crazy five star like equipment or in the in five star gym or yeah. this like, you know, intense environment.
1: And I thought about that with yoga, like to me, when I first started yoga, it had to be in a hot studio. I had to have the fancy, not fancy, but like really nice yoga outfit on. Mm -hmm. And I was like, it had to be this experience that I couldn't do it without the external um, stuff that I thought was yoga. And now since COVID, when you couldn't go into the studio, I've found that I can hop up from my desk dressed like this and have my mat there and do 10 minutes of yoga. It doesn't have to be this. All or nothing experience, and I'm probably, and I know I am, getting more out of it, and I'm more connected to my practice than I ever was because it's part of my lifestyle now. I don't have to go anywhere; I can just plop on the floor and do some yoga.
0: Great timing uh, to transition into the many different areas that you know that you specialize in. So, bar yoga and
1: hit classes, hit. yeah, yeah fusion
0: but let's start with bar because i know very little about bar mm-hmm. and uh, the most i actually knew is what you have you taught me <laughs> having experienced it but yeah. i know that's a growing industry as well
1: yeah um so bar is based on um ballet dance mm-hmm. um but uh, that's again i took my bar training and i took it for what i wanted it to mean so i i obviously was trained in bar and i It's based on tiny movements and using all the muscles that you don't usually get to. So a lot of toning, Mm -hmm. um, a lot of burn, taking those exercises. And then I have created my own way of teaching it where I bring in a little more hit sometimes Mm -hmm. or maybe in a little a little bit of yoga. Mm -hmm. Um, It's meant to strengthen, lengthen. Um, you work on your posture. So everything you think of when you when you see a ballet dancer, it's the mm-hmm. same idea of what what you would be looking for to get out of a bar class. There's brand, brands of bar that are very strict and very tied into dance. Mm-hmm. and then there's some like the way I teach it who, Teach it more as like an athletic experience, mm. and anybody who's taking my classes, is probably laughing right now because it, it's a different. It's a, I teach it differently than I think That's anybody awesome. else. Yeah, does I
0: would actually love, and I think you you mentioned that you know it's still heavily like a female.
1: I know a lot of guys who take it, but there's a stigma against it. So you have to be a very secure man to go to to a bar class. But I have had male students Uh, and they came religiously. I think it just shows that that they're like super confident and they really don't care what anybody else thinks.
0: That's great. More
1: guys should take bar.
0: I would love, and that's why I was going. Because you have never experienced a burn until you've experienced a bar Yes. And uh, I can already see, and yes i agree with you with the statement because it's the same statement with yoga yes you know and i think over the years that we many people have learned that yoga i mean even athletes like professional athletes are incorporating yoga now because of how important it is for performance and recovery Mm -hmm. you know and so i imagine that's really what bar does for you as well i
1: i yes it does but i think it's a good point to like I'm big into being well-rounded with mm-hmm. your fitness which I think is why I like to teach so many different types of fitness mm-hmm. because I know there's some people that just like love bar and all they want to do is bar and that's mm-hmm. great it's um it's great but I think that you're missing out on so many other things if yes. you're just doing one thing so yeah so yeah I think it's I think it's important to try it all and then yes. it also keeps it fun and interesting yes. and you're working different parts of your body that's in different it. ways yeah. just trying it all
0: that's it. I'm a huge fan of cross-training for mm-hmm. that exact thing. I mean, our body is just, is meant to be fluid, right? Oh. We move, movement, mobility, you know, like it's extremely important, flexibility and everything else. So when you are specializing in a particular area, you naturally you tend to neglect all that. hundred percent. Especially when it comes to the reason why something like a bar or yoga exists, a lot of the time we focus on the bigger muscle groups Mm -hmm. and no one actually think about fibers and muscles that actually help with our everyday functions you know and being able to move well and actually stay active in and prevent more injuries than actually the bigger muscle groups
1: right and i feel like if you're somebody who's just running all the time and all you're doing is using the muscles that involved in running I mean, it's going to take its toll on your body. And then you might not be able to do the other things you wish you could have done. So just doing a little bit of everything um, can really help with injury prevention and also just introduce you to a whole bunch of different ways, fun ways of of moving your body.
0: Yep, exactly. I I started doing yoga for that reason. And honestly, it has been one of the best things for my long distance running, especially as a muscular runner. Yep. You know, I recognize that I really needed it, mm-hmm. you know, in order for me to stay healthy yep. and stay active, you know, um, and I'm, you know, using it now consistently, Um, especially the when I have races and the mm-hmm. closer I get to race day, the more I start to incorporate yoga. So I'm mm-hmm. able to recover faster and bounce back yep. faster and make sure that like, you know, I'm good when it comes to like injuries and being mindful of certain things that are getting tighter or mm-hmm. whatever it is you know so then yoga you mentioned you have you there's it's also a pattern here with you right you tend to kind of turn everything into the carly way of doing
1: uh uh-huh, yeah i called it carly, yeah. Bar. carly so, bar yeah it's yes. like my own little yeah and i think that's that's yeah, I do do that to pretty much everything.
0: Which is great, which is great. Yeah. So like, so what are some of the ways that you personalize yoga?
1: When I taught in a studio for a long time, I I didn't set out intentionally to be like this. Mm. Well, I just think it's my personality, but yeah. I my classes were pretty intense and strength-based, obviously working on flexibility as well. But I think if you asked anybody, it would be like, oh, she's like, she has us in planks a lot, or she just (laughs) works on lots of strength, but while keeping it fun and just no, and just reinforcing the fact that you should be listening to your body and doing what feels good to you and always offering accommodations if somebody couldn't. Um, or didn't feel like doing what I was offering, but but also like I think I, I with, with every fitness class I teach, I just try to bring a sense of lightness and mm-hmm. sense of humor to it. Mm-hmm. It's only a fitness class, yeah. like keep it fun. Yes. Going back to that fit fun, Carly, like yeah, 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 try yeah. to find the joy and try to keep it in perspective and try to be grateful that you're even have the ability to do whatever it is you're doing mm-hmm. and know yeah. that every day is different. Some days it's going to feel great. Some days, maybe it's not going to feel so great, but that doesn't mean if it's not feeling so great, you should quit, just get through it. And tomorrow's a new day that kind of keep a light attitude about it.
0: Yeah, no, I love that. Um, I imagine so many people like, I mean, it sounds like for you and your crew, your, your clients, it seems like it's all about the experience. And I imagine I would love to talk to a lot of them and just to (laughs) kind of hear that perspective of, you know, what life is like hanging out with you because
1: Well, funny about the experience is when we created Splash Hit, which is our aqua fitness company, that's what it is. We call it a fitness experience. We Mm. say it's more than just the workout because it's a very intense workout in the water. But it's more than that because you're working out your, it sounds corny, but you're working out your soul. It's Mm -hmm. like you're, it's a community and it's like joyful and it's fun. And it. you feel like a little kid again because you're splashing in the water. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's what we call like a a party in the pool. And it's just, again, it's like putting my own spin. I took a water aerobics class and that's, water aerobics is great and great. I mean, I'm nothing against water (laughs) aerobics, but I felt like it could be a more of an intense experience. Like let's. Mm -hmm let's take this water aerobics thing and turn it into a high intensity yeah, yeah. fitness class so that's
0: yeah. cool so when did you guys start is it splashing splash it. yeah how yeah. long has it been around for? Uh,
1: coming on so I started teaching it coming on three three years ago mm-hmm. and it, we became a brand um, it'll be two years in January wow. and we have a um we have a teacher training program so we teach other people how to teach our method That's we created cool. the method yeah. and then now we teach other instructors and I still teach it yeah. um it's it's just it's incredible it's so fun
0: That is pretty awesome I think one thing that is extremely important um is to talk about you as a mother right mm-hmm. and and your kids you say 13 and seven? seven yeah okay so they're old enough now where habits they're starting to create their own habits and uh figuring out who they are mm-hmm. um how has that been for you as a parent when it comes to, you know, you're very active, um, you know, you look healthy. You I imagine you eat healthy and your lifestyle is healthy. You know, how has that been with your kids overall?
1: Good. I mean, I don't, as far as eating, yeah. we're mind, I'm mindful of nutri I'm a I'm a I think we're wholesome eaters. Mm. Um, wholesome. they eat sugar, <laughs> I don't cut anything out. Okay. Um right. I like beer, I like wine. <laughs> I, I like Get a, a cocktail. Mm-hmm. Um I think we're big into like in everything in balance. Like mm-hmm. work hard, play hard. Yeah. Um so like have a good time, but just remember um what's important. Um everything in moderation. Yeah. Um as far as working out, I'm not, I'm not the type to be like Go outside, work out. Yeah. You need to work out. It's just something that they do. I think because that's what they see us do. Mm. Um, I think, especially my older son, is very like rigid and mm. like um, he likes making workout plans. And he probably gets that wow. from me. Um, but he likes doing it, so I'll yeah. support him. But I also think there's a fine line too, where that can start to be a little too much. So I mean, just having a just having my eye on the situation and obviously like my younger son really likes sugar so making sure he's not only eating <laughs> he's not sugar making sure it. they have yeah. their veggies too but also yeah. their kids and if you tell them they he can't have a lot of sugar or he can't have any sugar um not a lot if he can't have any he's gonna want it more
0: he's gonna want more yeah
1: i think just leading by example if i just tell him tell them they have to exercise but then i'm sitting on the couch all the time like they're not gonna listen you have to actions speak louder than words they have to see you doing it if you talk about it too much they're not going to want to do it because that gets old too so it's just actions just and doing things together as a family active things that's
0: cool it's uh, man you know and i think one of the things too that tend to happen um it can also sometimes for the kids it could be you know pressure and it sounds (laughs) like you never (laughs) you never really create an environment where they feel pressure to live a certain way versus based on your lifestyle, you know, in a biblical sense, you being a light, Mm -hmm. they follow just watching your, you know, you and your husband's lifestyle, the way you do things, the way you move, you know, and they just follow.
1: Yeah. And I think a big thing for us too, is, is it fun because they're kids and especially with my older son, who's really serious about soccer and really, doing extremely well and there's a lot of pressure at a young age and checking in every now and again is it fun because if it's not fun you're only 13 are you still having fun yeah then like (laughs) let's not do this anymore like you're like Uh, let's not make this like you're it's let's keep it as light as it can be right yeah like don't lose the joy
0: that's funny because believe it or not even you know from a leadership standpoint um and you know my team knows me for that too like I'm always checking in to make sure that everybody's having fun because at the end of the day, like, why else are we here? Why are we doing this? Why are
1: you doing? Life's you way know? too short. <laughs> They're way too short. Right. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Yeah. To have this, like, intense environment. Um, yeah. That's so awesome to see that. Yeah, and it's so important, and I hope that this resonates with a lot of parents. Um, and one specific quote I want to talk about um, is, so I wrote can't be telling you can't be telling your kids to get up and move uh when you're sitting down doing nothing how important is that for parents because Ugh. rather than you know yeah just living by example is stuff that you, you and i get it i'm not
1: saying like i not everybody has to be an energizer bunny and bouncing around the house all the time yeah. but i i hear it a lot from parents like oh i can you work with so-and-so? Because I really want them to be moving. And mm-hmm. sometimes, and I'm more than happy to help, but yeah, I don't think you always necessarily need to hire somebody else. I think it can start at home right. and you can probably be yes. a good influence on each other yes, and yes, hold yes, each yes. other accountable. And be yes. honest, if it's a struggle, if you're struggling, one day you wake up with, and you're talking to your kids and you're like, you know, I, I'm tired today. I don't feel like moving or I'm, I'm feeling a little low today or something. And they see you overcome that mm-hmm. then that's that's so powerful i think and it's a showing them that it's human not to want to work out or to sometimes you don't feel like exercising mm-hmm. but a little bit goes a long way and it's yes. all about patterning and yes. just making it part of your part yes. of your life so that's right. just being open and honest make mm-hmm. it a family activity
0: absolutely um and then I, I wanted to make a point earlier and it just came back to me because one of the comments that I had written down on um, results, right? Mm-hmm. They see the see the results and yes. they they want the results. Right. Right we talked about it earlier and you had you were hesitant about using the term addiction, mm-hmm. right? Addicted to results. And for me as a trainer, that's I think my perspective on training changed. When I started to look at the study the human mind a little bit more, mm-hmm. the human behavior a little bit more. And it's always, it's a, it's a very psychological thing where my philosophy is if I can tap into your psychic and understand mm-hmm. your why mm-hmm. and really get you to a point of being addicted to the results mm-hmm. when you start to see in how you feel. Like, I don't have to do anything. I, I can tell you jump how high and you ask how high. I could just, you know, and that's the goal is for you to be addicted to the results where my job gets very easy. You know, I just had to show up and then or you become like proactive in your experience, and now you're setting expectations for yourself, and it's not me doing all this.
1: Right, but it has to be the person that gets there, and in order to get there, I think you have to put the time in to get consistent so right. you can feel it. Like, yes. you have to want it. Like, it's hard to, work. I have a really hard time working with people who don't want to put the work in. Like, mm-hmm. they want the result, but they don't want to do what it takes to get the result, and to, I find that's extremely frustrating because, yes. like, I can tell you to do, it's the opposite of what you said. I can t- tell you to do all these things, but if you don't want it and you don't want to put the work in, it's not going to work for you. And like, that's on you, not on me. Like right. that doesn't mean I'm a bad fitness trainer. That means right. that it maybe you're not ready or maybe it's not a match, but you haven't tapped into that part of yourself. I was talking to my son's friend's mom and he gained a lot of weight during COVID and he like couldn't lose it. And he was depressed. One day he woke up and he said, mom, I'm going to cut out soda and I'm going to stop eating dessert. And she said, okay. And he's like, no, from today moving forward. And wow. he lost 30 pounds. There in six you go. Months. And now he's addicted yes, to that good he feeling does. he has. Yes. He goes for a run after yes. school. And now he feels so good about himself. And that's, he did it for himself. Yes. He, he found that part of him, like you said. And mm-hmm. then, then, like you said, you could tell he just wants that feeling. Yes. It's so addicting.
0: It's a great place to have, especially for kids.
1: Yes. Too, find that early you is know? so great.
0: Yes. And because they can also then become a great influence on their friends. Mm-hmm. That is awesome. I, 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 That's one of the main reasons why I was excited about having you on this episode. Because you bring in a whole different perspective, especially from a parent standpoint. Mm-hmm. You know, you're definitely bringing a whole new audience um, that can relate, but also take a lot of lessons from everything that you've said and then also as a parent you you have your own journey and that journey never stopped you're still <laughs> setting goals for yourselves yeah. just like the same thing that you're implementing and principles you're applying with your kids you're doing it for yourself
1: right right yeah it's like it's part of your it becomes part of your life every That's aspect pretty of
0: cool life. i i love it i mean and this has been just as great as uh I expected it to be, you know, <laughs> it's very so fun. insightful, very enlightening for me. I've learned a lot, uh, especially about the different types of, you know, trainings like bar. I knew nothing about water sports, but uh, I love how you kind of take everything and you, you know, either intensify or personalize or make it more fun, you know, mm-hmm. uh, it's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, and uh, so that said, thank you. You know, thank Thank you you for for being on. on. This is great. I, you know, I hope that you know my audience, our listeners, have as much fun. (laughs) 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 You know, listening to it, we'll be able to follow your journey and hopefully reach out to you with some other questions. And uh, sounds good. Yeah. So that said, how can people find you? Where are you right now? So
1: I have a website, fitfuncarly.com. You can follow me on Instagram at fitfuncarly. And I have a Facebook group. If people are on Facebook, it's called Fitness Can Be Fun. Mm -hmm. Um, And I do a lot of challenges there. Um, And it's a great group of people who all have a similar mindset Mm -hmm. to me. And we work as a team and we a lot of fun stuff we all inspire each other that's cool and i also have a subscription for my classes i have online classes i have live classes too but um you you can find that on my website All the information for the subscription
0: and then is there any last many thoughts any advice especially for parents or i mean anything that comes to mind any last many thoughts
1: just Remember to find the joy in whatever you're doing. Try to find the joy. Obviously not every part of every day or every workout is joyful, but just don't forget. Don't let things get so overwhelming that you forget to like see the light in what you're doing um, and focus on that. Focus on finding the joy because if you can find fun in what you're doing, you're going to want to do it again and again. Yes, yes, yes.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Thank you once again. Thank it you. It has been great. I hope It was, you know. It was awesome. (laughs) Yay, I love podcasts. That's cool. Yeah, absolutely. And I hope to have you in the near future, you know, and talk about more crazy runs and races. (laughs) Crazy Carly. Crazy Carlys, yeah. Awesome.
1: Thank Thank you.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Have a good one, guys. Bye. Peace. Gotta get it in. That's Spam's, that's Spam's, that's Spam's,